Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler Head and Colin Taylor along with you for this hour as Wes and Chris are out today. Colin, hopefully that uh, extra caffeine from the second cup of coffee is helping you power through. Uh, have you ever done three hours of radio before? Not consecutively. Not consecutively. I do three hours a week every now and again. Okay. Well, doing, doing it back to back to back is a little bit a little different, different animal. I'm Shout out to my, it wasn't two cups of coffee. It wasn't. It was a big cup of coffee. Big, well, <laughs> it, it equates. It equates to roughly to two cups two of coffee. Two cups of yes. coffee. Um, I appreciate the fact that you drink coffee. Kendall doesn't. And I don't know how I she does it with the fact that she sleeps like three hours a night. She's like, I mean, I, I've told her, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I, I, I'd get like seven hours of sleep and I wake up and I'm like, all right, it's time to get some coffee. Like, this is the first thing I do. So Wednesday, and we always text the night before the show, you know, kind of discuss topics and stuff like that. I texted her Wednesday night and just kind of asking her what she wanted to talk about for yesterday's show. And her response was, I'm, in, I'm doing hockey right now. You know, here's what I think, blah, blah, blah. And when I see her yesterday morning, she's like, I came straight here from Charlotte doing yeah. hockey. Lord, how do you do that? Well, no, even like when we left for the Gator Bowl, we left at 5 a.m. on December 26th. Okay. To get down there for open practice because that's they open practice like 10 a.m. So right. we wanted to get down there. She like did Christmas, went to sleep, and like woke up at like 2 in the morning to drive down here to... Oh, she was up there. She was up in Christmas. Charlotte. Drove down. We got it because... Michael Sauls and I drove, I mean, we're in Columbia, so we just met at my house and drove. Right. It, it was nuts. 
Like, I, the way she does it, and, I mean, she put out, I, I looked at it the other day, I mean, oh, almost 150 pieces of content from the start of preseason camp to, I think, early February, um, while working, like, 400 jobs and being a student. I mean, she's just... And she's always cheery and energetic. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I don't know how she does it. It's It's so impressive, and... <laughs> Kendall's just she's she marches to the beat of her own drum in like the best way possible and um she calls me and, and Michaela like work mom and dad uh-huh. so um good relationship and she's she's annoying me for the last little bit here before she's off to greener pastures in, in May when she graduates well she hasn't uh, messaged me about anything so maybe she's not listening now maybe she's actually Doing some schoolwork or if, something. If you are listening, Kendall, go to class or get some sleep for the love of everything. One of the two. Pick. Don't listen yeah. to us. Of course, today is opening day for Gamecocks baseball. First pitch coming up at 4 o'clock at Founders Park. I have a chance for you to win another pair of tickets for this weekend a little bit later on the hour and every hour leading up until first pitch later this afternoon. Jay and Terry going to be on location today leading you right up pretty much to first pitch uh, at uh, 4 o'clock out there at Founders Park versus... UMass Lowell taking the latest look at the weather. Uh, again, the storms that were, and not even really storms, just kind of light rain, is set to push out by early this afternoon. So we maybe might get a slight delay, but uh, everything should be good to go this evening when uh, the time for first pitch rolls around. So uh, the rest of the weekend looks fine. Saturday, sunny, a little bit cold, and then Sunday, cloudy. But uh, the rain should steer clear of everything for uh, the rest of the weekend. Let's go. Like, that's that's what we want. Yes. there There was a stretch... Before I got on the beat, like right as I started, ended high school, beginning of college, where like you had snow on mm-hmm. like opening day. And so you had to play like these weather related double headers on Saturday. So haven't had that for a while. Weather, knock on wood, has always been pretty good opening day, opening weekend. So let's keep the streak going and, and get some wins in the process. You know, for most SEC schools, the weather is typically pretty nice this time of year as you get college baseball off and rolling. Columbia, Missouri is a little bit different story because there's a realistic possibility they could have a blizzard come through in mid-February. So, you know, that's certainly not a place that you want to play as a road team very early in the season. I will refrain from giving my opinions on Missouri baseball and their fit in the SEC. Uh, Because I'm a happy-go-lucky man. All of you uh, people from Gamecock Central that I've been around have very strong opinions on Missouri and the other Columbia. That's what I've learned. No comment. (laughs) No I, I do like I do like Como this the town. Okay, I, I'll give that a lot of credit. Um, I will refrain from my other opinions about the place, and that's perfectly fine. You are entitled to have those opinions and keep them to yourself uh, if you uh, want to. But certainly, very very excited for baseball to get started this weekend. Baseball as a whole in college uh, getting going this weekend. Tons of things to watch, especially uh, around the SEC, as this is always a very very tough conference, and you know. It's debatable what you kind of learn from a lot of these teams in non-conference play because once you get into conference play, it's kind of that murderer's road, dog-eat-dog type of thing. Um, but it would be interesting to see how some of these other teams handle their non-conference slate over these uh, first handful of weeks. Yeah, and that's kind of... I mean, you don't learn everything about a team, but that's where you find, from a South Carolina perspective at least, you find your Brett Carries, who was really good for them during his time at South Carolina. Um he was terrible in the fall, has even admitted just absolutely awful. Um, 
and comes out at the beginning of the season, pitches well, turns into a valuable piece. Um, you find your John Joneses, who is really good for a stretch for South Carolina. You find these guys that you've seen flashes from and then never really, and until the lights come on, they don't kind of click. So this is where you kind of find those dudes early and see what that's like. But for the SEC, it's, I mean, you talk about murderers row. You have, I think, 11 of the 14 are projected to be NCAA tournament teams. Um, right. So that's one where if you're South Carolina, get your wins, figure out what your process is, what those pieces fit like together, and then feel much better prepared for what this season is going to be once you get into that grind of 10 straight weeks against those kinds of opponents. And this seems like the most obvious thing in the world to say, but it can be over understated how important finally getting those live game reps is. Because, again, you play some you know scrimmages in the, the fall, and, of course, you uh, scrimmage against yourself throughout the spring, which is what they've been doing pretty heavy over these past couple weeks. But for baseball especially, because it's not a contact sport like football and, to a lesser degree, basketball, you can learn a lot from inter-squad scrimmages, but finally getting to play that team that you don't know when you know something about them, but it's finally a new opponent, finally getting to see fresh batters, finally getting to see fresh pitching. Again, it tells you a lot about your team to start out. Yeah, and if you're, let's say we're on the team together and you're a hitter and I'm a pitcher, sure, you've faced me probably 10 or 12 times yes. this month or in the fall. So you know what my slider looks like. You know what my changeup looks like. You know what my fastball looks like. You're able to see it better than maybe going to get someone new. So you get that different feel for it. You have a less familiarity with it. And on my end, like, I know you can't lay off the slider right? low and away. So I throw that more. Or, you know, I throw or sequence my pitches because I know you as a person. I know you as a hitter. You don't have that to the same degree you would with UMass Lowell coming in or Bethune-Cookman or Penn or even Clemson. There's a little bit different to it. So you learn more. You don't learn everything opening weekend, but you learn more. There's more of a sample size to it sure. compared to what it... You can take some things away from inter-squads, but opening weekend's a little bit different. The adrenaline, there's energy in the ballpark. Right. Um, more so than it is on some random Tuesday in January when you're trying to get some innings, trying to get some at-bats in. Right. With opening weekend, there is a lot of rule changes coming to college baseball, a couple different rule changes, and going to get Colin's thoughts on those and how they might play out as the season goes along. After we run into our first time out, you are listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler and Colin along with you today here on 107.5 The Game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's the Cape Cod Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler and Colin along with you. It's a big day. Of course, it is opening day, but it is also Friday. That means there is a Firehouse Subs sub of the day waiting for you at one of the 14 Midlands Firehouse Subs locations. Today's sub of the day is the Jamaican Jerk Turkey. And today's special means you can get a small for $5.99 or a medium for $7.99. My personal recommendation, go ahead and get the medium because I eat the small and I go, wow, that was delicious. I definitely need some more of that. So my recommendation is go ahead and get that medium. You will certainly not be disappointed. Now, you can get this sub any day of the week, just like any other sub. But today it is the special for the sub of the day. As always, you can order uh, through firehousesubs.com. You can also get a direct link to order where you can avoid the wait by texting into our Firehouse Subs text line at 803-404-6100. Certainly be a great place to stop if you're heading down to Founders Park this afternoon to take in a little bit of Gamecocks baseball. Yeah, um, big Firehouse Subs guy. Absolutely. Um, kind of disappointed I haven't gotten that ad read. You know, Obviously, Twin Peaks is a great sponsor for my hour, Yes, but I'm listening to Wes and Chris. Uh, do these firehouse subs every day, and I'm like, I like Twin Peaks a lot, and I'm glad I get to read those. But maybe Firehouse spends a little bit more money, and I get to read some Firehouse over the course of the week as well. I'll tell you, I was very excited when I learned yesterday that I was going to get to read this today, and I'm already very hungry, so that's probably going to be my stop on the way home today before taking in this game is grabbing myself a Firehouse sub, maybe even that Jamaican jerk turkey. There you go. Big hook and ladder guy, too. Okay, that's that's a solid one. I had that one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Very, very uh, good sub there. Talking about baseball, and, you know, baseball as itself as a game is one of the few that has not changed a whole lot in the past few decades compared to, like, football and basketball where things have very much been tilted towards offense and defense, you know, plays the game a whole lot differently now. Baseball has kept a lot of its integrity. But over these past couple of years at both the college and professional level, they are aiming to speed the game up. And in 2020, in college baseball, they introduced the action clock, and they've added a modification to it uh, for this year. And this is according to College Baseball Hub. Beginning in 2023, pitchers will be allowed one step off or fake throw per batter to reset the action clock. If a defensive player is granted a timeout, it will also be counted as a step off and burn the pitcher's ability to use that for the remainder of the at-bat. A pitcher will still be allowed unlimited pickoff attempts during an at-bat, but they must deliver the ball to either a base or home plate every 20 seconds. I like it because we're in such a world right now where you're consuming things so quickly and you're on to the next thing. Right. I mean, you scroll through TikTok, it's a minute video and you're on to the next one. It's a tweet, you read it for eight seconds and you're on to the next one. You have to have a sport where football's perfect in this regard. A play lasts four seconds, Yep. you get a break, you get another four seconds. You get a break, another four seconds. Basketball. The NBA, it's 24 seconds of possession. Then it's 30 seconds of possession in college. Um, then, so you have to, if you're baseball... There's a purity to baseball that mm-hmm. I don't think needs to be touched. But 
there is some ways you can speed this game up. We don't need the batter after every pitch, taking the step off, fixing the batting gloves, getting ready again. The pitcher taking six steps off, 400 pickoff attempts to first base. Um, there's a way to speed the game up that will keep people like you and me, right. people who are younger, engaged yes. a little bit more so than the people who grew up on baseball and whatnot. And that's something I think that needs to be addressed. And it's slowly getting there to where baseball's a little bit better when it comes to how the pace of play, as you would call it. And this is one of those things, you know, initially these first couple games, much like when the clock was introduced in 2020, that is going to get brought up a lot in the broadcast. It's going to be noticed early on. But as you get into the grind of the season, you're not even going to think about it anymore. It's going to become an afterthought unless you're, um, looking at the clock that's being displayed on the field, then like you're not really going to be thinking about it. And again, you know, baseball games typically fall in that two hour, 45 to three hour window. And if you can get them down to two and a half hours, then we're making some progress there. We're making progress for me too. Let's yes. be honest. So I can budget my time a little bit better. Right. Um, I talk about my wife a lot. Yes. Very happily married. Oh, that would mean you get home 15 minutes earlier. Is she ready for that? No. <laughs> But I can't tell you how many baseball games on, like, a Sunday. Yeah. Because they're at, like, one thirty. You're thinking, all right, you know, game's three hours. You finish that up. Post game's ten minutes. You do that. You're, like, doing the math in your head. Right. You know? You're like, okay, okay, well, I can get done. I can finish and be leaving the ballpark at 6. Yep. To, and we can go to dinner at 6.30. You're home by 8. Sure. And relax. You wake up on Monday and you do it all over again. The amount of times I've like had to text someone at like four thirty and be like, "Hey, we're in the seventh inning. It ain't gonna be a six thirty dinner. Right. We might just order a pizza." So, personally, sure, yeah, but I also think it helps. Um, you're not gonna have these long drawn out innings. It helps TV right. fit baseball into a nice clean window. Um, if all these proposed changes work. Sure. And if you're a pitcher, it helps you kind of stay in a rhythm. Right. Um, because that's a big thing for those guys. And what people don't want with changes in baseball is to take any element of the strategy out right. of the game because that's the big selling point for what baseball purists love is the strategy element. And this just makes you make quicker decisions. Again, it's not the case of, okay, throw a pitch, I'm going to step off the mound, you know, batter's going to step out, fix his gloves, and going to throw the next pitch, you know, 120 seconds later or something like that. It's like, okay, going to move faster. You got to, you know, the communication between the catcher and the um, dugout's got to be quicker. You know, the batter's got to think about things quicker, communicate with his base coach. Like, it's just going to speed the pace of the game up, but not take any of those elements out of it. Why do we love Patrick Mahomes so much? Because they play fast and fun. Why do we love watching... Giannis, LeBron, insert any basketball player, because they are making decisions at such a split second rate. Yes. And they're doing it at such a high level that we appreciate watching that. Right. That Patrick Mahomes can watch a, a A-gap blitz in a split second. He can spin out of it, run 15 yards, throw it on a dime at a weird eye angle, 20 yards downfield, hit a dude in stride. It's gorgeous. It's right. gorgeous. Right. And... Baseball, the level of athleticism, it's played at such a high level nowadays. You have college pitchers at 96, 97 miles an hour. Big league dudes throwing 104 at times. Right. It's 
played at such a high level. The athleticism and the money is there for it. Let's make these dudes make split-second decisions in a good way. And maybe that leads to more on-base positions. Maybe that leads to more hits. Maybe that leads to more excitement. Um, I'm a pitching dude, pitching purist. I love watching just dominant pitching. Sure. Um, I want to watch it every 20 seconds instead of every two minutes. Right. Um, think about all these dramatic at-bats, you know. Will Sanders against in Langford at Florida, you know, bases loaded, two outs, top of the seventh in a one-run game. Do you want that at-bat drawn out over five minutes and having these dudes to live in that headspace for five minutes? Yep. Or do you want pitch, ball, pitch, strike? That adds to the drama of it more so than pitch, pitch, pitch. And I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know... Major League Baseball has made a lot of missteps over the years on why the game itself has not been growing at the pace they want it to grow. But college baseball, of course, is certainly a a smaller fan base nationally as a whole. You know, it's certainly much different in smaller pockets of the country like this where Gamecock baseball is certainly a big deal. But, you know, making these changes, speeding up the pace of play, creating an overall better experience for people both at the park and watching at home just makes it better. And uh, very, very excited for that. A couple of a uh, few other rule changes. There is some things with video review. Uh, the fence padding has to change a little bit. And this one's what really stuck out to me. No more props outside of the dugout for celebrations. And this Ooh. one has been met with a lot of criticism around the country, and rightfully so, because college baseball, more than Major League Baseball, has allowed these fun little elements. What, um, uh, what school does the, uh, is it Bandy that does the sledgehammer? forget i can't remember off the top of my head but like oklahoma state has like a cowboy hat and like there are various ones yeah throughout tennessee the had like the daddy hat and the yeah coat just and, and we've south seen carolina the, had a couple like that too right we've seen this trend kind of come from college football with the you know turnover chain and the the garbage can thing tennessee did like dumb things but it makes the sport more fun and yes while you still have this element in the dugout technically doing it after somebody hits a home run as they're trying to the dugout just again adds to that overall experience which i hate that they're now taking away the team is already out by home plate that's very true. one dude is going to be holding it it doesn't affect the pace of play he just has to wait until that guy steps into the dugout to put it on his head or whatever it's not that big of a deal well let people have fun yeah uh, i mean yeah you know, we'll, we'll see how people bend the rules about this going forward. And it's actually, it's, sorry, it's Virginia Tech that has yes. the sledgehammer. I just looked that up. Uh, thank you to Kent Riker f- as well for listening. And he texted me as well. So thank you, uh, Baseball SID extraordinaire Kent Riker. Yeah. So uh, again, it's just, you know, is it going to change how the game itself is played? No. But it's just a fun thing to see. Again, there are kids at the park, you know, on a Saturday. It's a fun family atmosphere let somebody put on a silly hat after they hit a home run like what's the big deal right who are we hurting who are we hurting i don't know the ncaa's feelings i guess like pride in the other dugout if you don't want them to put a hat on don't don't give up a a 400 foot bomb it's not hard teams are going to push the limits of this this year they're going to have it, like, right at the top. It's, there's there's a line in the sand that they're going to be standing right on. Now, here's the question. What happens if the player's on the top step of the dugout, but he leans over? Mm, now you're getting into great territory. Now we're talking about, like, a basketball restricted area. Like, they're going to have to put the tape down on that or do, like, the who was it that moved the on-deck circle? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, just let the kids do what they want. They're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. If they want to have a, a sledgehammer, it doesn't, like, keep it to where it's like you're not having a hit home plate. Sure. Like, yeah. If you hit a home run and I'm coming out all ready to high-five you after you cross home, I'm not, like, and I'm holding it. I'm walking it right back into the dugout right. with me. It's not like it's laying on home plate for five minutes. Now, if you're wondering what stemmed this rule change, they did change this last year in the postseason before the Super Regionals after they observed things happening during regionals that they uh, uh, said led to potentially volatile situations, whatever that means. Don't give up 400-foot bombs and you won't have a scythe on the field. I feel like we're preaching to a brick wall at this point. Maybe this rule will change after this season, but again, very interested to see how people push the limits of this. If there is one group of people that are going to push limits on things, 18 to 22-year-old college baseball players are probably at the top of that list. Absolutely. Well, one thing that is fun in baseball that is still legal at this point is walk-up songs. Woo! We're going to talk some walk-up songs next as you're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Here on 107.5 The Game. We've got Central Takeover Hour. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back in to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler and Colin along with you going until 12. Jay and Terry on location will have the halftime show leading you right up to almost first pitch. They'll go until 345 before the pregame show starts. Our man Corey weighs in on the Firehouse Subs text line 803-404-6100. He asked a really good question. What's the penalty for breaking this new rule with the celebratory props? And as of right now, I actually haven't found anything in stone that says what happens if you break this rule. The NCAA is doing the, we're both office people, so the NCAA is doing the Michael Scott, sometimes I start a sentence without knowing where I'm going and hope I find. Pretty much. Yeah, find my way, like, as I talk through the sentence. And and certainly, if anybody knows what that penalty is and we're just not finding it, let us know, 803-404-6100. But I feel like it's one of those things, I'm going to wait for somebody to break it come down hard on them to discourage everybody else from doing it. Right. There'll be some like, you know, suspension or blah, 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 blah. And yeah. 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 And then you'll have a bunch of Twitter it, accounts and right. us trashing the NCAA for to, team, team X handed a player that hit a home run, a Royal Scepter 
two steps before the dugout, they are banned from the postseason. Think about how stupid, like, that sentence But they would do it. stupid. They would do it, though. We know they would. Yes. but And, like, the <laughs> how dare you hand someone a plastic scythe two steps before you're allowed to hand someone a plastic scythe? Now, is there a specific umpire that's going to be like, like, is the guy on the third baseline going to be like, eyeballing the dugout step like don't you dare touch it before you get in that dugout there's gonna be an umpire that misses a guy not hitting third base on a home run because he's too busy looking into the dugout we're get, we're gonna have a video review yeah oh 100 somebody getting a silly hat put on their head yeah you talk about <laughs> pace of play we want the games to be quicker so we're gonna pause for two minutes to review something that doesn't need reviewing oh because my someone goodness took two steps too much out of the dugout to hand someone something. What will the NCAA think of next? As I mentioned on the other side, one thing that is still legal in college baseball, of course, is the walk-up songs. And uh, it's one of the more fun elements of baseball as a whole. When you think of Major League Baseball, you think of the likes of Chipper Jones with Crazy Train, um, you know, David Ortiz with Big Papa by Notorious uh, B.I.G. Like a lot of great walk-up songs and walk-out songs for pitchers like Inner Sandman for Mariano Rivera with the Yankees. Like it really... You have such an opportunity to kind of set the tone for who you are in those couple seconds walking up to the plate. I love walk-up music. I love the science behind it. Uh I love the thought process behind it. It's such a telling expression of who a person or player is. And you can tell which players really give it thought. Right. I just, I think it's so fascinating to see how people choose it, why they choose it, why they choose to change it potentially. And it's really, really interesting to me. So what are some of your favorites from the Gamecock baseball team? So I will go on record and say they haven't been as good as they have been in the last couple of years compared to when I first started. Okay. So like 2016 and 17, those were fantastic. What are some of the ones that stuck out to you? Justin Rowe. Well, that was 18. Justin Rowe with Thief by OK. OK. That, meh, meh, meh. I'm trying not to get us fined by the FCC. I think we have like 10 to 15 seconds. Yes. I think that's the point across. Then Tyler Johnson came in in 16, I want to say. He was a closer and did the purge sirens. Oh. He like, like it was like the the opening to the purge, right? Like thing, and then it was a dub. It started with the sirens, and then there was like some EDM after that. But oh, that's cool. One guy, Vince Fiore, came into the a remix to the Wolf of Wall Street chest mm, something. Okay. Um, Alex Destino always had some pretty good walk up songs. Uh, Jonah Bryant had some pretty good walk up songs. Noah Campbell was always a pretty good moment it comes to walk-up songs. Same with Brady Allen. Uh, I'm trying to think of others. Will Sanders changes them like every week. Yeah. He's a weird one. Where I mentioned Will's, Will's a little odd. But he like his freshman year, it was a different song every single week. If you have a favorite walk-up song or one that you would use for yourself, let us know on the Fire Isle Subs text line, 803-404-6100. So if Colin Taylor is coming up to bat... Walking out of the on deck circle, what song are you making those steps to? If I'm a so this is a batter one, right? Yes, pitching and batter are two completely different. And you should have different ones for right. each one of those. I'm right. gonna ask you that one in a minute. So I would do Grills by Nelly, okay, as my 
hitter one. Because you just need something that, like, gets the point across, like, gives you a little bit of, like, swag going up to the plate and as a cool instrumental beat. Okay. There are two really good things when it comes to hitter welcoming. You either want fan involvement. Sure. Or you want, like, a good beat for the 10 seconds that you get to listen to. I'm trying to remember who in the majors was doing Baby Shark. Oh, uh, Soto? Was it Juan Soto? I think it might have been Juan Soto. Yeah, it was a Nationals player. Yes, and of course every kid in the stadium is going to go crazy for that and right. drive every parent crazy, but again, that's the audience involvement. Yes. Well, like even like with Roe, with the thief, that and like the, the entire team's like hand-waving to it. Right. Um, so that would be one of Vici's levels would be another good one. Okay. To too. Yeah. Um, what about you? Hitter. Hitter. If I was walking up to the plate, this is, I don't know how many people are going to know about this. Are you familiar with the, I don't even know how to classify their genre, Hollywood Undead? I've heard of them, yes. You've heard of them? Yeah. It's it's kind of like, like I guess, emo rap type mm-hmm. of thing. By the way, all their lyrics are very offensive, so I could not play <laughs> the actual version of the song. <laughs> but they have a song called Undead, Yeah. and the instrumental to that song goes... So hard. Okay, that would easily be my walk-up song. Yeah, that's. I mean, I haven't heard. I'm gonna listen to it when I leave the studio today. Yeah, again, don't. Uh, I wouldn't recommend playing no, the I have, lyrics. I have a. I have a Spotify playlist. Okay, where if I come across a song like on one of those daily mixes or whatever that I add it to my like personal what I would think of. So there's like, um, I'm looking at it now. It's four hours and fifteen minutes. So I don't know exactly how many songs that is, but we have some Migos on there, some Jay-Z. Okay. Icky Thump by the White Stripes would be a really good All right, that's one. a good one. Uh, some Weekend, The Weekend, sorry. The uh, Extended Steve or whatever, mm. uh, Pursuit of Happiness uh-huh. remix for Kid Cudi. Um, some music from the not-to-be-named Chicago-based rapper that I've stopped listening to. Okay. Um, a little bit of uh, EDM. Colors by Black Pumas would be a really good one. To That's a good one. To. Uh, another Day by Kid Cudi is also another really good one. Not, a lot of it is not safe for work, though. I'm glad you mentioned the White Stripes. Yeah. How many people... Do you think you Seven Nation Army as a walk-up song? Way too many. Way too many. It, Way too it, many. It's great, and it's got the dun, 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 dun. That's probably all I can say. Yeah. It's very popular, but I feel like it gets overused too much. Yeah, like that's one where like Billy Squires, The Stroke, everyone wants to use that one. Yes. Um, there are just some where it's like, okay, we get it. You, like we've all been to a baseball game and heard someone come out to this. So you got to like switch it up. It could be a play on your name. Um, it could be like Justin Rose from California originally came out to California Love by Tupac. Okay. Um, Andrew Eister came out to Cold as Ice because they okay. called him Ice, which a little bit counterproductive there when you think about sure it being that. So Eister, if you're listening, I love it, but there's some counterproductiveness to it. Um, so there could be some play on names. George Khalil came out to Land Down Under. Uh-huh. He's from Australia. So. There's a science behind it, and that's the impressive part. What would your, I don't know if we're about to hit a break. We got Are a couple we, minutes. We're good. Okay. Uh, what would your pitcher walk-up song be? Pitcher walk-out song. I'm a really big wrestling fan. Okay. And my favorite wrestler as a kid was Batista. Fair. For those that are wrestling fans, you may know him as Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. 
His walk up song or his entrance song was "I Walk Alone" by Saliva. Okay, unbelievably good song, and it's got a good like a walking beat to it mm-hmm. when it starts. That I just envision myself coming out of the bullpen, taking that slow jog to the so pitcher's mound. This is mound. like you being a bullpen guy, like a bullpen guy. Yes, where you know I get at least I get a good 20, 30 seconds of the song to let it really play out a little bit. That's what I would choose. How about you? Ooh, um, let's see. I would. I told Kendall on our baseball thing that I would, if I was a starting pitcher, I would do um, Kygo and Whitney Houston's remix of Higher Love. That's a good one. Um, I would also, now if I was, I've weighed and potentially thought about doing Dolly's 9 to 5. Like you're clocking in for work. Like this, right, it's right. go time. Uh then there's a few others. Like if I was a bullpen arm, uh, give up the give up the funk by Parliament Funkadelic mm-hmm. would be a good one. Uh, in reality, I'd probably if I was a closer now, I would probably do "That's All She Wrote" by Ti. Okay, uh, because it's like it, it's over. Like I'm coming in, and you ain't doing nothing off me. Let us know what your choices would be. Fire us up text line eight zero three four zero four. 6100, come back on the other side, wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, right here on 107.5 The Game. And before we go, give us a call at 803-404-6100. Give yourself a chance to win tickets to Sunday's game against UMass Lowell. Again, be caller number 5, 803-404-6100. We'll be right back. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back in on the Extra Point, Tyler Head and Colin Taylor along with you for a couple more minutes. Jay and Terry coming up with the halftime show at... 12. This is a tweezer reprise by Fish. And uh, we talked about it yesterday. Jay is a huge fan of Fish. So I imagine his walk up song would probably come from them more likely than not. Yes. And it's one of my like favorite get to know you questions that sure. I like to ask people like in conversation and, and whatnot. And I, again, it's just so interesting because it gets you just a little glimpse into the psyche of, of how a human operates. Absolutely. And we got a lot of good contributions on the Firehouse Subs text line 803 404. 6100. This person says their last name is Bates, so they will go with the psycho theme. Okay. But apparently, I, he gave me a YouTube link. I'm not going to click on it right now, but apparently, this is the psycho theme trap music. So, like, Ooh. kind of a mix with rap there, I guess. I like that. Um, any EDM remix of something like pop culture, I find pretty interesting. Okay. Um, Reed Scott, uh, Bullpen Arm from uh-huh. South Carolina, used to come out to uh, the Space Jam theme song, Ooh, which is really one. good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other really fun ones. My Michaela has a really bad one. She she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Uh uh-huh. so she's like, Well, I'll just do all the Taylor Swift and I'm like, That's great if it's one everyone knows, but like you're gonna pull the deep cut out. Yeah. And no one's gonna know it. Which is the tough one. It, any uh, the, the worst ones are the ones where like no one knows the song or it's not good enough to get people going. Right. Uh the um like the Romeo and Juliet song where everybody knows the chorus to that. Yeah. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah, 22 would be great. Sure. But, you know. um, uh, Oh, the trouble. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, um, that's a good one. Yeah, like do the ones everyone knows, but sure. don't be pulling out like, well, this was like the 13th song on her fourth studio album. And you're like, no one but like a small sliver of the population knows this one. And it's it's dang sure not baseball fans. I uh, got Mark saying California by Led Zeppelin and anything by Led Zeppelin, quite frankly. A lot of good options there. Um, immigrant songs, pretty popular, I feel like, yeah. the the opening to it. Every pitcher does Black Dog at one point. That's that's career. also a good one. Uh, Dan says, Who Made Who by ACDC. I'd probably go Thunderstruck by ACDC personally. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the pitcher walkout because it's got that slow build before yeah. it kind of gets going there. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock, rock and roll is a really good one. That's also good. Really no bad options here, no. quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a little bit more of a very specific one that I'm aware of. Uh, Brock says his walk-up song would be Jump by Lupe Fiasco. Are you familiar with Lupe Fiasco? I am familiar with Lupe Fiasco, but not that song. Okay, so. he was he was really big. Well, you're only a couple years older than me, but I remember him getting a good amount of attention when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, the Show Goes On was a really popular song. So, you know, that, that's a pretty interesting, nice little deep cut there by Brock. Yeah, it's like... It's one of those where if you're going to do a deep cut, make it a good deep cut. Sure. Not Or maybe not even a deep cut. I mean, just not up to date on my Lupe fiasco-ness. But... If you're going to do a deep cut, do one that's like fun for everybody. It's a fun song. Right. L- good instrumental to it as well. Um, but if it's not, then you're just kind of like half-hearted, like clapping from the stands. is like people f- like figure out what the heck they're trying to listen to. Uh, Darby says he'd walk out to Harlem, the Harlem Heat walkout music from WCW, which I, I can't remember off the top of my head what that one was is exactly but like wrestling theme songs are really good yes for this kind of thing because they they're hit. designed to be like yeah, yeah they're designed to be like that actually so i never made it to the varsity team in high school i when i got to high school i wasn't i wasn't a great player i, I was okay and i've always thought that if i ever got to the varsity team i would do kurt angles theme song okay where the crowd chants you suck <laughs> Just as kind of like a dig at myself. Again, kind of audience involvement. I feel like that would have been fun. Never yes. got that opportunity, but it's something I've always thought about. It's, again, like when we're talking about into the psyche, like some people want to have like funny haha moments when it comes to all that fun stuff. So that would be really cool. Like just if it makes someone laugh or like Luke Bearhill a couple years ago walked up to the John Cena yeah, there like, you go. Yeah, so that would be fun. Anything wrestling related sure. gives you enough of like a, a lot of people are going to be like, I know if they don't watch wrestling, they're like, I know that from somewhere. Yeah, the the Stone Cold Glass Break, yeah. very popular, like things that the yes. common person right. would know. Nameless Texter, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. We all know that song. Yeah, that's the Cowbell right. classic. Every pitcher's probably come up to that song at some point. Let's see here. What else? Oh, I I know with the amount of baseball games that you attend, how often do you hear your love by the outfield? Yes. <laughs> if I know anything about Josie, she is on a vacation. Far away. Far away. Um, and someone needs to come around and talk it over. So... I have heard that song many a time. If that's I still not, love it. If but. that's not a walk-up song, it's definitely in the between-inning yes. music that they're playing in the stadium. Yeah. It's always funny. I joke about like the playlists because 
if you're in the stadium during BP when either South Carolina's hitting or whoever, uh, it's really funny to see. You know exactly when gates open, right? Because it goes from the BP playlist to not the BP playlist. more family yes. friendly type of music. Vehemently not the BP playlist. So, well, and you even have to be kind of careful about the BP playlist because you can still hear it even when the gates right. aren't open. So right. you can't be blasting things that wouldn't normally be played on the radio, so to speak. Yes, you got to get the clean version of some things, but yes. the the beats per minute and the instruments used are yes. vastly different from BP to uh, fan engagement songs before games. Yes, there you know the the pump-up song, so to speak. Yes, which, very much Which, so. again, would go back to, like, the White Stripes, Seven right. Nation Army, like something to kind of get into a rhythm with. Right. So it's all of its. The more you're around it, the more you realize how much of a science this music stuff is when it comes to sports. And, right. Um, it's fascinating. And the more walk-up songs, the more walk-up content we can do, I think the better. Absolutely. And it's, it makes my heart so happy <laughs> yes. that we've been doing the show for... I mean, a month now, close yep. to. And this is honestly the most engagement we've gotten on any of it because <laughs> it, people love it so much. And we certainly appreciate everybody weighing in on the Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Colin, thank you for hanging around all morning. Yes. You managed um, to stay awake with that whole cup of coffee. Yes, my um, big cup of coffee. Now, we're not going to have a show on Monday because it is President's Day. You'll be back in here on Tuesday. Wednesday. But, or Wednesday, sorry. Got Kendall, Kendall Smith will be here on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, by the time you come in here on Wednesday, we'll have four baseball games under our belt to get a good assessment of this team. So definitely very, very excited to uh, discuss all that with you. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Jay and Terry coming up next, taking you all the way to the pregame show for Gamecocks baseball right here on 107.5 The Game. Hi, Mom.